This is now the third part of our discussion of Peter Gernfors's book, Conceptual Spaces. Um, I'm again joined by Kun Frohlis. Hello. And uh, today we'll be discussing chapters five and six, which deal with semantics and induction. I think Kun and my favorite topics. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so last time actually, you know, we said like the, the looking forward to this part, we said the... I think the semantics chapter was 60 pages long and the induction chapter was 30 pages long. And yeah. I kind of wished it was the other way around. But I think having read them now, I was pretty happy that it was this way around and not the other way around because I kind of actually enjoyed the semantics one despite oh, yeah. my expectations. Okay. Uh, and I found the induction one largely confusing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, maybe I wasn't particularly focused per se, but sure. yeah, I, I didn't really take much from that to be honest. Yeah, I guess maybe it's uh, to say it as the, at the beginning. I don't think this episode is going to be particularly long. Uh, I don't think either of us has a huge amount to say here. Um, nope. <laughs> Actually, least, really short. I don't. Yeah. yeah, no, me neither. Uh, yeah. So maybe this might be a thing where we just say, we read them. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Next week will be chapter seven <laughs> yeah, and eight. Yeah. If you want some information, like do it yourself. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of expected this and it was kind of as bad as I expected. And this, this is not like me shitting on the writing or anything. It's just that I find this, you know, this is not my topic of choice. Yeah. And to read it in such an abstract manner, like, or like, you know, like it's like, it's not semantics, right? It's like abstracting semantics into like something that you can like work with. Um, I just, I just found, I find incredibly hard, um, you know, like, I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, the main problem is just that I just don't know anything about semantics. I yeah, mean, I've heard that. of the topic, I've probably encountered it a few times in passing, but I just don't know anything about it. So I, you know, I read through the thing and there were a few things I found kind of interesting how like, you know, now like adjectives can be like uh, parts on a dimension or something and nouns can be these clusters in it and uh, what was it, clusters? Uh, yeah, so. yeah, or like multiple things. Like, you know, I, there were a few things in there that mm. I thought were kind of interesting, but I just... I have no comparison or reference point basically when talking about semantics. For yeah. me, it's just like, this is more or less the first time I'm hearing about it in a detailed way. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah, just yeah. have nothing really to add other than sounds kind of logical. It seems like the whole thing, and that's, you know, the way he puts it also is that it's still very much at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think his whole idea is more like, this is something that people think of this way, but I think it makes more sense to think of it this way and it kind sure. of fits in. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's also very much an early field, it seems to me. So it seems yeah. like a lot of stuff isn't worked out. But yeah, I just don't have really much to add. He even said so in the in the end, right? It's like, this is like, this is me kind of throwing these ideas out there. I think at the end of chapter yeah. five, this is not like, it's not completely thought to it. It's a lot of work still. Um, I don't know if it has had work since 2000. Probably. Um, but, past 20 years, yeah, yeah probably, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you're right. I guess what, what I found really difficult, what I found easier in the previous chapters was also to see it in this framework more. Like I felt like either we went back to the framework more or I could myself put it back, you know, in this conceptual framework. And now I felt like there were a lot of pages of, you know, semantics. And then like a little bit, like, you know, only like, two or three like when the figures came where you're like ah okay you know as you just said you put the nouns in clusters whatever and i found that really difficult and it makes it so dry um yeah yeah, yeah one, one small point i wrote down somewhere is that 
I really felt like whenever he started using examples, I started in being engaged again. Mm-hmm. Um, to some extent, it feels like it did feel like he used quite a few, quite a lot actually. But sure, uh, yeah, it's just every time I was interested, I realized like, oh, it's he's because he's using examples here to show how something fits into something and. Yeah, I mean, again, maybe for people who are really steeped into semantics, these are, you know, they're like obvious topics to talk about and you don't sure. really have to explain them much. Um, the same way, like if I were to read something about cooperation, I probably wouldn't want an example for everything, every yeah. point yeah, made yeah, yeah, because exactly. I've probably heard yeah. them a lot before, but yeah, yeah in this case, I hadn't. Um, yeah, you kind of need to be taken by the hand more, which, you know, he probably doesn't even have the space for, right, to... to that's the next thing then it's obviously twice as long if he does that so i don't know whether we want that either do you know do you know a favorite example of of chapter five or six that he gave or like an idea do you have one like that just i just have one pop in my head that's why oh you can just say that one then i'll have a look what i thought was interesting the the metaphors like the mapping of metaphors how you like take the structure from an existing concept and then apply it to a new thing and that makes sense i thought that was kind of an, an interesting idea, right? But that kind of also, I guess that also fits back into this Cartesian way of looking at it, kind of, right? Like the top of the mountain, the top of the mm-hmm. social hierarchy, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I guess that's that's when I was kind of engaged against, like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, this I get again. Exactly, right? that's what I mean. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that I found interesting. And also, I think he also addresses this briefly, but at some point I did have this question of, you know, I think he says something like that the main metaphors are spatial. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, true. Yeah, you know, again, like I came to this book through the spatial navigation literature. Yeah, yeah. and there's the same kind of question: like, do people? Uh, how should we say? Like, I guess, like, uh, did grid cells kind of first and player cells and that kind of stuff first kind exactly. of were they used for space, and yeah. then you can use them for other stuff also, or is it this gener- generic thing that was from the beginning generic? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess he kind of slightly alludes to this also by saying like spatial ones seem to be a bit more fundamental maybe, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought it was interesting as well. Right. Yeah. It's like a, a, a little nod towards like we were spatial beings first and then the rest came kind of right. Or like, yeah, I guess know, because if big, you look but... at, yeah, but like, I mean, I guess if you look at, you know, take like, uh, the simplest organisms, the first thing they can do is move towards and away from just something, yeah. right? Yeah, you're so right. So I guess yeah. movement is and space is kind of the, I think, I don't know, maybe there's there's probably like, uh, there's probably some bacteria that do something else first, but um, sure. I don't know. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, one, the, the one point I uh, wrote down about this one, about this part, is kind of one question I've had in the beginning, I don't think I've, I think I've wanted to ask it before, but I don't think we got to it. And that he kind of alludes to here also, is that he cites uh, Putnam, whoever that is, who has this example around his confusion or his lack of knowledge about the difference between elms and beaches, that he basically, you know, there's two types of trees and he's like, I don't know which is which, like for me, it's all the same, basically. And he uses that as some sort of I can't remember exactly, uh, but some example of why X or Y doesn't work or whatever. Yeah. And uh, But the one thing that I found interesting here that relates to something I was interested in is just generally this question of, and I think this is probably a really interesting empirical question also, it's just kind of like, how do you represent, you know, let's, let's forget about semantics and that kind of stuff for, the, for now, just go sure. back yeah. to the general idea of the uh, concepts made up of several dimensions. Like, how do you represent something where 
or basically how do you represent something where you don't know what the what a value on a dimension is for example i don't know let's say you you i i say hey there's this person my friend mike yeah and you know nothing about this person i mean you, i don't know right you so you have all these dimensions you have no information do you just go yeah. with a prototype do you just do you actually not represent any other information than the name and the gender right now or do you kind of yeah i was just uh, so that's kind of i guess one question is kind of like how is someone something represented if you yeah. have very little information about it but there's lots of variables that you know are relevant usually mm-hmm. and the other is basically like how do you because you know that's kind of with his elms and beaches is there's all sorts of differences he just doesn't know what they are basically yeah and the other kind of related point to this is that yeah i guess kind of when you have to make a dis- or not decision when you know when you when you process some uh, let's say again a person or something and there's just lots of variables and dimensions that aren't relevant yeah are those processed the entire time or do you kind of just lose the irrelevant ones so depending on context you just pick out the dimensions that seem most relevant um, yeah, that's interesting yeah do you know what i mean like you have mm-hmm. in some sense this representation like the the, the complete representation of something mm-hmm. yeah uh, that might in your case not even be complete because you lack information but then also when you use it like yeah is it like you have like this this nucleus or something of you know you've, you've kind of saved let's say using the computer metaphor like you've saved lots of information about something and then you only like pick out the thing that's relevant you pull out certain information yeah i don't know that's just the one the one thing in here that for like that relates to something i'm actually really interested in knowing what it is yeah yeah no it is it is really interesting and i think there's probably like several answers that make sense or that could be tested right empirically yeah right i mean i'm asking very general questions so there's probably lots of different answers for it yeah, no, but it is it is interesting. I think, and I think Peter, well, probably would say like it's like context dependent, right? Like that's kind of yeah, yeah. Like also like a what dimensions you focus on, and also like how you start representing this person, right? Like let's say you would always use a prototype, but then even like if I think about like a friend of yours, could be different prototypes. I right? do. I look at you as Ben, my colleague, right? Then you right. then. Mike yeah, is like how, in which be... context do I mention this person? Exactly, yeah. And like, yeah, exactly. And like, where are you in my context, right? Are you like, you know, a, a very good friend or like an acquaintance, whatever, like, right? Yeah, so yeah. I guess that's, yeah, that's probably yeah. it. But I feel like that like is that. something that's a super, like it also kind of relates, I guess, like when I'm interested in like how people make decisions in social context, there is this kind of question of which information you know, this is the one thing I think about a fair bit or yeah. want to in the future more. What information do people use in a given situation? And then I guess the the, the question here that I'm kind of asking and how it's represented uh, when this information has to be used is maybe more a question of like biological implementation. And um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I guess it's just a bunch of things. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a very broad um, um, thing you brought, brought up now. But but yeah. yeah but yeah yeah no but I think it's a it's a very interesting question yeah I mean it's kind of like this example he gives with the the color red right red book red wine red hair like that's that's kind of like I guess is it it feels a little bit related to what you're saying but I I, I don't know how to like 
I guess yeah, that's just a context thing. I guess it's not that that important. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I mean, actually, for... that actually, actually, that was a thing I found quite interesting. Um, this kind of like how people differentiate colors. Like first mm. you have black and white, then you add red or something. What was it? There was this kind of like order in which people basically yeah. like at first you go like you just differentiate them based on uh, brightness or something, and then you. You know, then you kind of basically you only need the smaller colors once the larger categories don't work. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, like if you have, uh, what, what would the, yeah, I can't remember exactly what the example would be now. Lilac, how do you pronounce lilac, it? Lilac, but yeah, lilac. Okay, I, mean, I think I'm not sure. But I just found it interesting that you have this like clear hierarchy in terms of like more or less in which order people start using certain words, which yeah. you know makes complete sense, right? That you wouldn't if you have a new species of animal you wouldn't go like immediately down to yeah yeah like this is precisely the color of the thing you say like yeah it's a kind of red bird kind of yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like a dark with wings <laughs> exactly and <laughs> reddish reddish yeah yeah i mean one one related thing here that's kind of random but uh so there's this thing i heard that basically until fairly recently there was the color orange didn't exist in yeah, true. German yeah. or English or whatever. I can't remember. But you know that the idea that basically orange is one of the few colors that's named after the actual fruit. Mm. And since we, I think the fruit just didn't exist in, I don't know whether it's just like German or English countries or in Europe or something like that until yeah. a few hundred years ago. But that, for example, like in, uh, I can only think of German examples now, um, the the bird species. Oh God, let me look up the English name for this. Uh, so it's just called the European Robin. Oh. Uh, in German is called, uh, actually, we can also call it in English Robin Redbreast. Okay. And, ah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, Rotkirchen in German. Yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah. And the thing is, it's obviously not a red chest. It's orange. Oh, it's really? You know I, I always thought they were red. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's orange. And there's oh, apparently okay. quite a lot of things like that in English and German where people say it's red, but actually it's more orange. It's just they didn't really have the color then so i wondered to some extent whether because red was really early in the hierarchy yeah that the people listed so i wonder to what extent that depends on the language you use and the words for colors you have in them um yeah makes sense but anyway i still like the um the general kind of i thought it was interesting that that it would be kind of so clear in a, in a way actually I, what i was thinking is that that's probably also why there's so much interest in semantics and stuff like that because that's kind of I'm not saying this is easy to study, but that like before, like, you know, like neuroimaging techniques, whatever, this right. was a way of really looking into cognition, right? Like what words do kids start? Like that, you had an example, like kids yeah, first called things dogs and not animals. I, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I think they had animals like, like too broad of a category to understand, to understand. initially. Yeah, that was, yeah, there was some like, it's kind of interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to admit, yeah, yeah, because I always yeah. like shit on people when they're like, oh, um, 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 language is so interesting. It's like, ah, fuck off. But yeah. Um, no, but yeah, no, it is. Yeah. And actually, like, you know, and then from a developmental perspective, like, it's very, like, it is like a, a window into, into cognition, right? Which is. Right. And how they I, learn about rules and that kind of stuff when, when yeah. children do grammatical errors that are actually correct, you know, like, uh, yeah. fighted or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, it's completely correct reasoning, but it's just incorrect practically yeah um but yeah yeah it's funny i mean yeah we we 
yeah, I always say language is so boring, but then when you read about it, it's like, oh, this is really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it de definitely, it definitely has some some very interesting things here. And I would, I was thinking, like, you know, this is kind of how I'm not sure if this is completely true, but kind of like the the earlier studies into cognition, right? That was, I think, a lot of la language based, and I think it makes sense, yeah. right? Because it's you know, it's a good way of studying it, or like you know, in yeah, like yeah. at least like initial predictions. Definitely. Um, do you have anything else? I think maybe we should just stop whilst we're still positive about yeah. language. <laughs> exactly. Do have, or do you have anything else to say about chapter five? No, I think that no, I think that was it for chapter five. Um, okay, cool. Let's shit on chapter six then. No, I'm still going to be kind, but I have to admit, I I mean, I don't know. I read this today, and maybe I just wasn't particularly structured or whatever. But I find it slightly found it slightly hard to. Yeah follow exactly what he was trying to say and what the point of the whole chapter was. I mean, he did clearly say in the beginning what the point was, but I'm just not sure whether, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just somehow thought this was going to be a lot more interesting than I ended up finding it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This was like, because chapter five, I knew I was going to, you know, I, it was probably going to be a struggle. Yeah. Chapter six, I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of like, you know, the the, the little dessert um, after it. But, but I found yeah. it harder than chapter five even. Yeah, um, me too. I guess, you know. Maybe. A lot, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have... <laughs> End. Uh, <laughs> no. <what>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, this one is also then just half the length. Uh, so here I basically only have two points, I guess, to make, which are not exactly critical, but not exactly positive either. Okay. Um, one is that, uh, so I had this thought before when, so he talks about these, what they call logical positivists, whatever, mm. people who use the... the sim, um, symbolic level and then apply you know logical reasoning to it and how things work yeah and it just always seems to me like people wasting their time on something that's obviously not working <laughs> it just seems so silly I don't know. you know what i mean like it just seems yeah. like people just putting so much effort and thought into framework that just doesn't seem to be going in the right direction yeah yeah like quit quit, quit now guys yeah, yeah before you get into deep yeah, it could be. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm not um, qualified to judge. judge yeah, I mean, these people. I, I guess but, I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah. not qualified either. But but I guess the point is more that trying to use strict logical rules to explain at the symbolic level how people think just seems slightly. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like no, at right. the very best, it's a very incomplete picture of the whole thing. It seems to me. Yeah, and yeah. to some extent, you know, I mean, I haven't thought this, you know, through obviously. I mean, I had something similar in the beginning when I heard about the whole homo economicus in the kind of economics rationality research where people, you know, psychologists criticize economists because they create mm. this supposedly rational man and mm -hmm. then yeah. say like, you know, oh, if this and this is the case, then people will behave according to these rationality rules and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I've now like realized actually there is a lot of point to that if you are aware of the kind of limitations of it. Sure. I'm not entirely sure whether that applies here, but yeah, I don't know. I just kept having that thought when <laughs> not only this chapter, but several times of the book. It is symbolic people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it could be. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, for me, I, I then wonder like, or is it me just not understanding it? Right. Like, do I not understand the, the depth of their reasoning? Maybe sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that was, that was one point. And the second okay. point is, so so, you know, he talks quite a bit about the kind of analogy between humans and scientists in this one. So how mm -hmm. like humans reason about things in general and how scientists do it. 
Yeah. And while I find that stuff kind of interesting, I'm always slightly hesitant to accept when scientists think that people act like scientists. I'm not entirely sure what my problem here is, but I had it the same way when, when I was studying predictive coding for my master's thesis, where they basically like, hey, like, perception doesn't work in this passive way, but instead people kind of create hypotheses and they test them through perception. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so I was like, yeah, you're just... <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know exactly what it is, but like whenever a scientific theory matches up too closely to what the person is doing in their day-to-day life, it just seems like it's <laughs> not the correct theory. <laughs> There's this theory, like, because um, I felt like that's a little bit more of an older idea even, right? Like earlier psychology right is that that humans are rational also that you know humans are more rational than we think right 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 that is older yeah Yeah. like not like this cognitive miser theory then kind of came by fiske and something someone um like kind of that humans kind of like more like you know like kind of based on the work by by, um kahneman and tversky like you know the humans use heuristics way more Mm -hmm. um stuff like that which i think is you know, intuitively seems more, um, you know, from my own day-to-day um, heuristics um, use. No, no, it just seems like a more, I mean, I guess it's not really what you're talking about. Or like it's a little it bit. It's more related a, to the previous point. Yeah. It seems to me, yeah. My, the, the book drew me off. I blame <laughs> <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> Yeah, I mean, we said this was going to be a short one. It's already almost 25 minutes. So. Yeah, yeah, we okay. talked too much. We've, we've. We have apparently more to say than we thought we did, or we talk more than we have to say. I'm not entirely sure which one. I think it's Probably both. It's like definitely uh, too bad. <laughs> yeah, one of them definitely, the other maybe. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, say exactly. which is which. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I think, I mean, and I have to admit, I think for chapter, that, that's also it for chapter six for me, because, I mean, that the one thing is where he talks about this artificial neural networks, how they kind of like, I kind of got lost there as well. I don't think yeah, these figures yeah. are very helpful. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, yeah, I'm just not sure I knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, yeah that, that was, I think, more the problem. Okay. I think the figures are probably useful once they're put properly into context. Um, but I agree, this was something I found slightly, yeah, I just, I mean, I read through it and at some point it's been like, yeah, I, I'm not sure I need to really go over this again so I understand it properly. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 maybe it makes more sense if you look at it properly um but i kind of read through it and thought like i'm not what is he doing yeah whatever <laughs> yeah yeah okay yeah same same yeah okay so one one quick look into the future what do we have right so well we have the rest now which uh, is 30 so. pages in total i think right 33 yeah, to yeah. so 63. it's chapter seven and eight which are about computational aspects and in chase of space oh, that's a good title uh which i guess is kind of his summary so i guess next time yeah. is going to be those two it's yeah, as kun said it's only 30 pages exactly uh and i guess we're going to have a maybe a bit of a general discussion also yeah sure and kind yeah. of see what we took from the book i guess yeah no um, that makes sense so i guess that's it uh, ttyl again next week like Kuhn is doing a peace sign for those who can't see on this audio podcast that yeah. he's doing it. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs>